Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. Test one, two. Are we there? What's up, guys? Happy Friday. This is Troubled Minds News. I'm Michael Strange, and this is a show where the conspiracy is the news. That's right. Propaganda, fake news, BS, spin, you name it. That's what this show's about. And uh, basically, like I said in the beginning there, have you ever noticed why or how or what the hell's going on? You turn on CNN and then come back six hours later, turn on CNN again, and it's the same garbage. It's the same garbage. You're like, why? What? What's going on with this? No, well, it doesn't have to be that way. The news itself is actually news. There are things happening in the world that are noteworthy and worth talking about. And, well, that's what we do on the show. Try not to politicize the things like everybody else does and just uh, do our thing. So that's what's up. So happy Friday. I've had a fantastic week off here with... uh, no no clock watching no uh no extra super hard work man it's been nice i tell you what it has been nice nice week off i've got lots of naps and um, feeling quite a bit better here so uh, that's a good thing start to feel like a radio slave a little bit <laughs> at some point you're just like monday rolls around and it's like fuck again I, I just I just barely had a day or two off. Yeah. So so a time off now and then is a good thing. And uh, so, well, we're back. So we're going to be back today, clearly, obviously. And uh, we'll be back Monday doing more Troubled Minds. As you guys know, uh, Troubled Minds goes Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. So. Uh, so I also learned to do uh, fringe reruns, which is amazing because now if uh, for whatever reason I can't cover my radio slot, I can actually just set up a rerun which is amazing so uh, like i said it's uh it's uh, it's been a long six months of grind and uh haven't missed a single show in all that time so there it is now uh i took a week off and i feel much 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 better matter, matter of fact after this is over i'm just gonna go take a nap again because why the hell not but uh anyway so this is the deal uh we are we are doing this live we've always done this show live and this show is part of the other show which is called troubled minds radio this is troubled minds news and uh yeah uh, that's we're about to do this is live though if you want to be part of the show as always we've got that transparency policy so if you want to call and say this or that or comment on something or even tell me i'm full of shit you are welcome to and you have that option there's 702-957-1037 you can click the discord link at troubledminds.org and get your ass in here and i want to play something to begin this i want to play a little something something like i said our our uh, voicemail uh, system is the the phone number is persistent so if uh, we're not online at a particular time you can leave a voicemail and this is what happens right when people love you and uh, this is a a voicemail from jack and i want to say thanks jack for uh, caring and missing me 
Thank you also to all the people who have reached out this week saying, what the hell's going on, Mike? Are you okay? Everything's fine. Everything is fine. Uh, thank you for missing me. And uh, this is Jack giving us a call a couple days ago wondering what the hell is going on. Hey, Mike, what's going on? This is uh, Jack Arano from Wisconsin. I'm starting to get a little worried, obviously, because I haven't uh, seen any shows in the last few days. I don't know what's going on. I'm not connected to Discord. Every time I try to connect with Discord, it uh, it won't actually, you know, let me uh, complete the task of actually joining or whatever. So I don't know if I'd start a new, uh, I guess I probably have to set up a new email so I can join Discord or whatever. But yeah, what the hell is going on? I was just trying to figure out what's going on, man. There you go. When you get people calling you, wondering where the hell you've been, you are loved, and I appreciate it, guys. Like I said, lots of people reached out in the YouTube comments and also on Discord and everywhere else, leaving me phone messages and things like this. I appreciate it a lot. I'm just resting. Took the week off, and uh, we're back for this Friday show, and we'll be back on Monday, of course, uh, to do more Troubled Minds. But uh, thank you, Jack, for the phone call. Thank you, everybody, for missing me. And yeah, let's do it, shall we? Let's get to the damn news. That's what this is all about, isn't it? All right, check this out. This is, this is this. Here we go. Let's start with this one. Uh, all right. So a science alert says this. Yeah, right? Like just, just when you think the world couldn't get any more weird. Astronomers detected a huge new structure in the Milky Way and don't know what it is, <laughs> right? Yeah, from our position inside the Milky Way, much of its size, contents, and three-dimensional structure is really tricky to figure out. Uh, that's, there's a lot that eludes us or is impossible to calculate. Even so, every now and again, a discovery comes along that makes you wonder, how in the heck did we miss that? A newly discovered structure named the cattail is just such a wonder. It's a long curl of gas that's so large astronomers aren't sure whether or not it might actually be part of a galactic spiral arm that we never noticed until now. Yeah, right? Even if it isn't the sign of an unmapped spiral arm, the cattail may be the largest filament of gas in our galaxy discovered to date. It's been described in a paper accepted by the Astrophysical Journal Letters, available on preprint server ARXIV. The structure, quote, appears to be so far from the furthest and largest giant filament in the galaxy. Okay. A team of astronomers from Nanjing University in China writes in the paper, the question about how such a filament is produced at the extreme galactic location remains open. Alternatively, cattail might be part of a new arm, though it is puzzling that the structure does not fully follow the warp of the galactic disk. Hmm. We trying to say that the Milky Way is actually a, an octopus with several arms. This is weird. This is weird. Uh, yeah. So there are several reasons why it's uh, hard to map the Milky Way in three dimensions. One of them that it's very tricky to work out the distances to cosmic objects. Another is that there is a lot of stuff out there, so it can be hard to know if something is a significant grouping or just a random collection spread out along a line of sight. Anyway, there we go. Uh, a new structure detected in the Milky Way and doesn't mean that, uh, well, it's an octopus. Who the hell knows? What's up, guys? I see you in the chat. Thanks for, thanks for caring. Thanks for being here. All right, let's continue, shall we? There's more. There's always more here. And uh, yeah, that's right. If you, anybody wants to pretend to live on Mars, well, they're looking for volunteers. <laughs> or I don't know about volunteers, but here we go. Uh, this is from AP News. Want to pretend to live on Mars? Yep, for a whole year? Yep, apply now. Uh, let's see. So, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, let's see. Uh, to prepare for eventually sending astronauts to Mars, NASA began taking applications Friday for four people to live for a year in Mars Dune Alpha. That's a 1,700-square-foot Martian habitat created by a 3D printer and inside a building at Johnson Space Center in Houston. The paid volunteers will work a simulated Martian exploration mission, complete with spacewalks, limited communications back home, restricted food and resources, and equipment failures. Yeah, that sounds like a hell of a time, doesn't it? NASA is planning three of these experiments, with the first one starting in fall next year. Food will be 
will all be ready to eat space food, and at the moment there are no windows planned. Some plants will be grown, but not potatoes like in the movie The Martian. Matt Damon, everybody knows Matt Damon, Matt Damon, we want, uh, yeah, okay, anyway, the application process opened Friday, and they're not seeking to just anybody, the requirements are strict, that means I fail immediately, by the way, <laughs> what's up, Night Stalker, the Galactopus, that's what we've got, exactly, we live in, uh, we live inside of the old one, the belly of the old one, uh, okay, let's see, what else do we got, the application process opened Friday, they're not seeking just anybody, the requirements are strict, including a master's degree in science, I'm already out, engineering or math field or pilot experience. Nope, nope, not me, not me, not me. Yep, sweet. Only American citizens or permanent U.S. residents are eligible. Okay, well, I'm eligible there. Applicants have to be between 30 and 55. All right, I'm good there. In good physical health with no dietary issues and not prone to motion sickness. All right, I'm probably good there. But... Well, I, I can't. I, I can't meet all the science requirements. So, what can you do, right? What can you do? Anyway, so that shows NASA is looking for people who are close to astronauts, right? Kind of, kind of, almost astronaut-like. Well, I guess I'm not astronaut-like. I can have to be something else. I could have to be something else entirely, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but anyway, if anybody uh, meets the criteria here and wants to, uh, you know, quote, live on Mars for a year. Here you go. You got it. NASA's looking for you. Uncle Sam is looking for you. All right, let's continue, shall we? There's more. Oh, by the way, like I said, this show is live if you want to be part of the show. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. Get your ass in here, and we'll talk about all the weirdness. Yeah, that's what we do on the show. Uh, let's see. Uh, Where are we at? All right, let's do this one. Speaking of Mars. Speaking of Mars. Here we go. Here's a good one. Let's do this one. All right. From Yahoo Life, Yahoo.com. NASA's Curiosity rover finds a bizarre Martian rock. Now, this is the weird stuff, right? Uh, of course, this is an alien planet. This, there's alien rock formations and this other weird stuff. But check this out. As humanity's robo-rovers continue to crawl across the surface of Mars, they beam back more and more sights and sounds from the red planet. The Perseverance rover, for example, has provided a solid stream of 360-degree surface views from both on the ground and high in the air. Now, NASA's Curiosity rover has found something curious. Yep, a little whimsical Martian rock feature that looks like a weird weird bendy stalagmite hmm, weird there you go that's what this sucker looks like let's let's uh, go full screen and you can see uh so again martian rock formations uh mean what are what what are they uh live science picked up the newly discovered martian rock feature which curiosity glimpsed in the uh, planet's gale crater uh, Curiosity, which landed on Mars in 2012, has been exploring the 100-mile-wide crater for the last eight years. It has sent back a huge array of images featuring red, rocky mountains, endless dusty terrains, and Martian skies. Yep, there we go. So, anyway, what do you guys think about that rock? Does that seem very uh, unnatural, structure-like? I don't know. How, do they, how does a rock grow bendy like that? Mm, yeah, well, again, go ask the real Jimmy Roberts on YouTube, and he'll tell you that it's not a rock at all. He'll tell you that it's some sort of, uh, uh, you know, Martian structure of sorts, and it's the, the ruins of uh, a, an ancient Martian civilization. So there are people that believe that, but I don't know. I don't know. And there are people that believe there's no space at all, and that this is all fake, and this is like the Nevada desert. So who knows? You tell me. I don't know what to think about this other than uh, how did the rock get bendy? But rocks don't bend, they break, right? <laughs> rocks, rocks don't bend, they break. All right, so uh, there we go. I have no idea what's going on with this. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin, but I know where to continue to. Let's go to this. Let's do more NASA. Let's do more of the ISS. We got some more news about the ISS, actually. There's some crazy stuff going on in the ISS. Here we go. NASA astronaut reacts to spiders on the ISS. Yep, that's what this says right there. Uh, yep. All right, so NASA astronaut and current ISS crew member Megan MacArthur shared what might be considered a space shower thought on Thursday. It's all about how she instinctively sees spiders in random tiny objects. Here you go, guys. Here's your pareidolia. This explains everything. MacArthur tweeted, Is it weird that after 100 days on the space station, when I see a small piece of lint or food float by, my body still reacts like, Spider! A split second before my brain can chime in with relax. You're in space, remember? 
There are no spiders in space. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah? Hmm, I wonder. I've seen Starship Troopers. Those are awfully spider-like. It goes to show how some of the familiar human reactions we have on Earth just don't disappear when we're up in orbit. NASA's ISS Research Twitter account chimed in with a history tidbit. Quote, while there aren't spiders up there with you now, there have been spiders on station for research. I told you, spiders in space. Uh, golden orb spiders were sent to space to study if and how arachnids spin their webs differently in microgravity. There it is. Uh, the spider mission was back in 2011, and as far as we know, none of the web-slinging denizens escaped to run free in the wilds of the station. As for the experiment, researchers found the spiders' space webs looked very similar to the ones they weave back on Earth. MacArthur doesn't have to worry about arachnids, but she does. Uh, has had some other tiny life forms for company in orbit, including a baby squid and tardigrades, which we actually talked about back when that uh, happened. And yeah, so there you go. Space spiders. Spiders! Anybody else scared of spiders? Yeah, it's uh, built into our DNA, isn't it? It's, uh, it, it's <laughs> yeah, right? Right. Like, uh, I think that's the thing. How scared are you of spiders? And uh, even worse, how about space spiders? Space spiders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's uh, take a quick break. This show is sponsored by you. That's right. You heard me. You. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. All right, let's keep on rolling here. There is more. There's always more, isn't there? You can always pull some uh, nuggets out of the news cycles. And uh, here we go. Let's go with this one. Uh, last On Monday, we talked about how uh, uh, Google had created time crystals, right? Well, there's more. This, uh, this gets even more strange. So with uh, time crystals, quantum entanglement, quantum computers, and all kinds of weirdness happening, this is what we're looking at. This is from SciTech Daily, and did I link it? Yep. Uh, quantum crystal with time reversal could be a new dark matter sensor. What in the world is going on? Are we literally creating time travel things? Here we go. Physicists at the National Institute of Standards and Technology have linked together or entangled the mechanical motion and electronic properties of a tiny blue crystal, giving it a quantum edge in measuring electric fields with record sensitivity that may enhance the understanding of the universe. The quantum sensor consists of 150 beryllium ions, which are electrically charged atoms, confined in a magnetic field, so they self-arrange into a flat 2D crystal just 200 millionths of a meter in diameter. Quantum sensors such as this have the potential to detect signals from dark matter, a mysterious substance that might turn out to be, among other theories, subatomic particles that interact with normal matter through a weak electromagnetic field. The presence of dark matter could cause the crystal to wiggle in telltale ways, revealed by collective changes among the crystal's ions in one of their electronic properties known as a spin. As described in the August 6, 2021 issue of Science, researchers can measure the vibrational excitation of the crystal. Anybody know the Beach Boys? Excitations? Yeah, the, the flat plane moving up and down like the head of a drum by monitoring changes in the collective spin. Measuring the spin indicates the extent of the vibrational excitation referred to as displacement. There you go. If anybody wants to write part two of the, the Beach Boys song, you can write, name it Displacement. But uh, yeah, this is this is crazy stuff. So I don't even know, like it, the science is becoming so far out there that even in layman terms, it's becoming difficult to describe and understand. And uh, there's some there's some weirdness to this. I don't know what's going on with uh, quantum entanglement and time crystals and all the rest of this, but uh uh, I guess hold on to your butts. Maybe it's time for this to, to turn into uh, super weirdness. So we'll uh, keep an eye on all this stuff as it develops, as you know, because that's really what we do on this show is uh, keep an eye out for the wacky news and see what the hell's really going on in the world. And notice we haven't brought up Joe Biden one time. <laughs> well, 
Uh, will we today? Uh, probably not. All right. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here's more. Uh, here, we, we, this happens every once in a while. And uh, this one in particular is, well, uh, awesome or not. Uh, we talk about sometimes uh, the future, right? On Monday, we talked about what the earth might look like 500 years from now. Well, in this instance, uh, we, we also consider a post-scarcity world, right? Where if you, uh, all this, we have this whole uh, scarcity thing on earth where we're like, well, you know, not everybody can have all the things they want, but then we have literally a universe full of crap. Uh, so it seems like, right, like given if humans can get their shit together and start mining the asteroid belt, that, well, maybe we could all have our tesla trucks you know what i'm saying i don't know uh, whatever whatever that means but uh, yeah anyway so speaking of a post-scarcity world asteroid heading towards earth is filled with so much precious metal it'd make everyone on the planet a billionaire yeah yeah so this this actually happens like i said once in a while they'll, they'll detect some kind of uh something out there some kind of space rock that's worth so much money and they're like oh this many quintillion cubals or whatever so yeah i don't know nasa is launching a mission to study a nearby astro- at nearby asteroid worth more than ten thousand quadrillion that's the number i was looking for ten thousand quadrillion dollars which is said to contain so much precious metal that everyone on earth would be a billionaire if returned well there you go that would solve all our problems wouldn't it wouldn't it? This is exactly what I said last time an article like this came up. Of course not, because then there would be million-dollar hamburgers. GTFO, people. Come on. Really? Come on. As I said before, the very first time when this came up, well, if everybody's a billionaire, then nobody's a billionaire. After discovering Psyche 16 in March of 1852, the 124-mile-wide space rock will be the primary focus of NASA's project, which is targeted to launch in August 2022. The spacecraft would arrive four years later in early 2026. That's pretty sweet. It will be the first exploration into a world of metal rather than rock and ice. NASA said, quote, unlike most other asteroids, there are rocky or icy bodies. Scientists think the M-type metallic asteroid 16 Psyche is comprised mostly of metallic iron and nickel, similar to Earth. The asteroid is nestled between Mars and Jupiter. According to the Daily Mail, it is believed to be the remnants of a proto-planet destroyed by hit-and-run collisions when the solar system formed. And yeah, there you go. There's a, there's a artist rendition of the Psyche 16. And uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this. You tell me. Everybody ready to be a billionaire for your million dollar hamburgers? A team in California has since created a new temperature map to help NASA understand the asteroid's surface properties. Usually, infra- infrared images of a space rock provide only a fragment of data equivalent to a single pixel. What the hell? But researchers could get a f- get 50 pixel resolution according to the Daily Mail. Awesome. Awesome. Everybody ready to be a billionaire. Let's do the billionaire. Let's do the billionaire thing, eh? Then uh, then, then uh, we could afford going into space, right? No. <laughs> no. You know why? Because it's a rigged system. We now have a corrupt campaign finance system. All right. Let's see. Uh, Fox News reports this. Yep. This is where shit gets really weird. Again, right? I'm not even sure that uh, we live in the same timeline anymore, all right? Like, like, again, go back to 2016. We had the Trump presidency. Every, everybody went off the rails. Like people are still triggered by this, still triggered by that. And not only that, uh, we've got this weird entanglement stuff. We've got time crystals being created. we got new stuff discovered, the Tetra Quark discovered in CERN. And now we have this. Now we have this. Yeah, that's right. Indonesia building its own Jurassic Park despite warnings. Yeah, right? <laughs> what the fuck? Construction on an Indonesian tourism project dubbed Jurassic Park on social media will continue, the Southeast Asian country's environment ministry said on Thursday, despite UNESCO warnings that plans could have a negative environmental impact. Work on a series of tourism proje- projects in Indonesia's Komodo National Park, a UNESCO World Heritage Site, began last year sparking concerns about threats to the local economy and the fragile habitat of the park's namesake, the Komodo dragon. 
Last month, officials from the, uh, again, let's see, United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, that would be UNESCO, told a World Heritage Committee conference that the project required a new environmental impact assessment over illegal fishing concerns and the potential risk to the Komodo dragon's natural habitat. The project will proceed. It's been proven to have no impact. Wiratno, a senior official at Indonesia's Environmental Ministry, told Reuters. Yeah, let's see. Uh, All right. UNESCO officials told uh, last month's meeting that they had requested an updated assessment from the Indonesian government but received no response. Wiratno said a new assessment was being drafted and would, would, would be sent in September. It is not clear exactly what the project centered on the island of Rinka entails. Last year, the government said it was building a premium tourism spot on the island. All right. Well, so is this uh, is this hype, or are they actually going to have like brontosauruses stomping around with Komodo dragons? <laughs> uh, shit, I have no idea. But it sounds amazing, doesn't it? I mean, why the hell not? If you're going to do weird stuff, you may as well do weird stuff right. And I'd say this is doing weird stuff right. So, so we'll see. Again, uh, back to Jurassic Park, right? Like I always say, Michael Crichton asked the question just because we were so busy. We were so busy. Trying to figure out if we could, we never really considered if we should. If we should, yeah, all right, all right. So we'll see. Uh, maybe, maybe this sometime this decade we'll have like actual news footage of people being eaten by a pack of velociraptors. How amazing would that be? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, like, tell me, tell me this. If Right. As horrific as that is, I'm not I'm not I don't wish people dead. All right. Again, you don't don't get me wrong. But as horrific as that sounds, being eaten by a pack of velociraptors, do we or do we not deserve it by bringing those suckers back if that's what they're going to try and do here? So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Here we go. This is from Newsweek.com. And uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, The Las Vegas. That's where I live, by the way. Among first cities hit by covid Delta variant. Sees cases fall. Oh, I thought the Delta variant was the next coming of the bubonic plague. Anyway, there are signs that Las Vegas may have seen its peak of new COVID cases in the latest wave as the seven-day average begins to fall. Clark County, where Las Vegas is located, is starting to see its average figure of new cases decline. On August 5th, the seven-day average in Clark County was 834, down from 866 the previous day. Between July 30th and August Uh, Third, the seven-day average was more than 900, which were the highest average figures in the area since the previous peak in winter, according to the New York Times coronavirus tracker. The 14-day average for COVID cases is also on the decline in Clark County. The Nevada Health Response reported the 14-day average as 918 on August 4th, compared to blah, 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 blah. The figures suggest that Las Vegas, which was one of the first areas in the country to see the Delta variant spread rapidly in early July, may have seen the worst of the latest wave pass. The surge of COVID cases reported last month coincided with more businesses in Nevada opening and tourists being welcomed back to the state. However, there are still concerns that the Delta variant could tear through Clark County, with figures suggesting that fully vaccinated people accounted for 15% of new COVID cases in July. 15%. That's weird, isn't it? That's weird. That's weird. Uh, Remember when uh, a breakthrough, what was it called? A breakthrough infection, I think that's the term, was was, uh, considered to be a rare thing. Right? You talk, ask Fauci. Uh, it does happen. Where the breakthrough infections, they happen once in a while. It's a rare thing. You still have to consider the. Oh, shut up, Fauci. Yeah, I do a terrible Fauci, but yeah, well, I don't listen to him anymore. And well, I'm going to not tell you whether you should, but uh, uh, yeah, anyway. So there you go. And uh, of course, it goes on to explain all the blah. Oh, there you go. Uh, breakthrough COVID 19 cases remain rare in the U.S. There it is. There it is. There. <laughs> I don't really sound just like him. Okay. All right. So uh, that's what's up. That's what we're doing today. We're talking about this. We're talking about the news. We're talking about you. We're talking about me. We're talking about all of it. And uh, you guys know the drill. If you want to be part of the show, we're doing this live 702-957-1037. Phone number's up. Discord is up. Official website is troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link. Get your ass in here. And... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> talk a talk about. I can't do the New York thing. I like that. You know, they got like that New the New York. He's got a little bit of that New New York in, in him, and I can't do it. I just can't do it. It doesn't it doesn't resonate in my brain properly for my vocal cords to uh, to, to to play that game. But anyway, uh, so there we go. If you guys want to be part of the show, phone numbers up, and we're just doing our thing and kind of kicking it and uh, talking about the news. So if you want to be part of the show, we've got time for you. And if you and, and if we don't have time for you, we'll make time for you. That's the way this goes. So uh, there it is, 702-957-1037, troubleminds.org. And let's see. Let's get one more in here. And uh, and let's see. Yeah, let's do one more. Let's do one more, and then we'll take a break. Then we'll take like a break break. You guys know how the break goes. If you're watching live, it's an amazing break. It's like a super break. It's like a time travel break. Yep, a time crystal break. That's right. That's right. All right, let's see. What do we got? This is, let's go to this. This is from, yeah, now this is crazy, right? This one is absolutely nuts. This is it. Space Station, now this is by ScreenRant.com. Uh, maybe you guys heard of this. Uh, I've been kind of watching this in the periphery, like, okay, well, this doesn't seem like that big a deal. But then the longer we wait, the bigger a deal this seems to be. Space Station emergency triggered by Russian module as issues mount. All right. With issues mounting, damage from decades in space and uncooperative international partners, it's starting to look like the ISS's days are numbered. Yep. That's right. Just days after it was revealed that NASA downplayed the Russian module Naka, N-A-U-K-A, incident and that the accidental thruster firing took the International Space Station on a full 540 degree spin and triggered a spacecraft emergency. Russian space agency Roscosmos and NASA spoke about their plans to build new space stations. Both seem to agree that the ISS will suffer cascading errors and malfunctions and be a safety risk by 2024 if not updated. The first component of the ISS was launched in 1998 and the space station became habitable in 2000, creating collaboration after the U.S.-Russia space race. U.S. and Russia ran, run the two largest segments of the ISS with help from Japan's GAXAA, the ESA, and Canada's CSA. Oh, Canada. Gucci goo. Everybody likes to include a little Canada in their world politics. Private companies like SpaceX have begun to participate as well, though on a much more limited basis. The NACA module at the center of the latest ISS incident is Russia's attempt to extend the life of the ISS for several more years. <laughs> Excuse me. NACA suffered over a decade of delays and setbacks, both technical and financial, blah, blah. Anyway, so this thing tried to dock on, on the space station. They said that it bumped it and actually kind of rotated at 50 degrees or something like that, right? Uh, because of a thruster misfire or something like this. But it turns out that wasn't the case at all. It wasn't like a, oops, we, we made this thing bump 50 degrees. It, they spun this whole damn space station an entire 540 degree spin because of a, a rocket misfire malfunction. So again, right? Right. Uh, thanks, Russia. You, you bunch of assholes. This is why we can't have nice things because you're right. You get you get uh, uh, everybody's seen. Uh, what what was that one uh, where they did the the, the free ball docking? Uh, that was on uh, that was uh, Interstellar, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Where's where's Matthew McConaughey when you need when you need this business? Uh, anyway. So all right. So we're gonna take a quick break. You guys know what that means. That uh, I'm gonna take a sip of coffee and we're gonna be right back. You are listening to Troubled Minds News. I'm Michael Strange. We're taking your phone calls at 702-957-1037. Join the Discord. You can be on the show that way as well. And don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. More news after the break. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds News. I told you it was like a time travel break, didn't I? Time travel break. All right, let's continue, shall we? There's more here. There's always more. And uh, yeah, uh, as usual, this is from the New York Post with some good stuff. Yeah, we're, you got the... What's up? Uh, I see you guys there. I see you guys in the chat. Thanks for showing up today. Uh, New York Post reports this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Stonehenge rocks are nearly 2 billion years old, study finds. Weird, weird... 
<laughs> Weird. Uh, it, it's a it's a rock of the ages. A long lost piece of Stonehenge has revealed the prehistoric monument is nearly two billion years old, giving new insight into its super super durable makeup, according to a new study. Robert Phillips, a worker restoring the monument in England in 1958, took home a rock fragment that was recently unearthed and studied by researchers at the University of Brighton in England. The fact that the monument's minerals formed 1.6 million years ago, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, explains why it has lasted so long. University of Brighton geo, geo what is that? Geomorphologist? Is that, a, is that a real thing? David Nash, who led the study, told Reuters, quote, this explains the stone's resistance to weathering and why it made an ideal material for monument building, Nash said. Ah, these scientists are so adorable. Aren't they adorable? The study showed that the, the silcrete compound of the rock is completely composed of grains cemented tightly together by interlocking crystals of quartz, which is extremely durable and does not easily crumble or erode even when exposed to the elements. The megaliths are made of stone called silcrete, S-I-L-C-R-E-T-E, which formed gradually within a few yards of the surface as a result of groundwater washing through the underground sediment. Researchers studied a core sample of the rock called Stone 58, which was kept in the U.S. for decades, being returned to Britain for research in 2018. Doesn't that sound like a band? That should be a band, right? Stone 58. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And the next track by Stone 58, coming up next. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So uh, on Wednesday, researchers described a co- the comprehensive study which provided a glimpse inside one of Stonehenge's 52 sandstone megaliths known as Sarsens, gaining insight into its geology and chemistry, according, according to Reuters. So, okay, uh, this is a little weird, meaning that uh, Stonehenge itself isn't particularly 2 billion years old, but uh, the rocks are. So, well, um, that's what they're trying to say. That's why it's so durable is because these rocks have been around since a very, very long time ago what's up guys what's up guys <laughs> i see you in the chat thanks for thanks for coming what's up vicky vicky was another one that came looking for me what's up vicky thanks for caring vicky's like mike what's going on in the discord are you okay yep see thanks like i said it's it's good to be good to be loved good to be missed thank you thank you very much guys all right so uh that's what's up that's what we're doing we are taking your phone calls as you know 702-957-1037 troubleminds.org and talking about the news so again right like uh the odd thing about this that i noticed was that uh notice they they said that these these actual rocks of stonehenge are uh made of uh quartz in some 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 portion right and uh quartz of course is uh what do you what do you anybody know the crystal the crystal stuff right quartz is supposed to be known as a the master crystal right that is supposedly uh, supposed to amplify the power of other crystals right if you believe in that type of stuff the new age type crystal stuff and so uh, I, I would think if that was the case quartz is uh, one of those those weird things that uh, that uh, yeah uh, I don't know I, I mean is this was this intentional did, did they know when they made Stonehenge right we talked about in the past just briefly here or there how uh, it was set up uh, the Stonehenge circle was set up with they have these sound waves kind of go through it that they played to test to see if there was a sort of like an echo sort of situation with these 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 beats and it seems like yeah that there was uh, some music that they could play that would actually kind of resonate back through Stonehenge with this weird um, kind of echo loop sort of situation going on and would cause a human uh, like a human uh, like a meditative trance-like state so so I don't know uh, do you think that maybe uh, there's more to Stonehenge than, than they're letting on here and uh, maybe they were like who knows like summoning UFOs maybe actually this was the, the original spot where they did the CE5 right maybe this is this is the uh, maybe this is where Stephen Greer belongs yeah who knows who knows this is maybe this is the original spot I'm speculating now of where they summoned UFOs down to earth right there at Stonehenge that'd be amazing right yeah Stone 58 coming to a uh, a arena near you all right speaking of spiders you guys really okay all right that's Mrs. Strange so I'll have to uh you know take this shortly but uh yeah but right now let's finish this show let's see uh where are we at uh okay all right, I'll text her to I'll call her right back. Here's the thing. All right, so fizz.org, genetically altered daddy long legs have short legs. Yeah, that's right, short legs. All right, well, 
<laughs> what can you do? A team of researchers from the University of Wisconsin, the Smithsonian's Institutions National Museum of Natural History, and Western Connecticut State University has assembled the first draft genome of Phalangium opilio, the, the daddy long legs. In their paper published in Proceedings of the Royal Society B, the group describes clues they found that explain why the harvestmen developed such long legs. Uh, daddy long legs are native of, of the subtropical, subtropical parts of Asia. Do, does anybody out there get creeped out by the daddy long legs, or are they just, um, they're one of those spiders that don't, they don't like get instantly give me that, ah, right? Like I see that, I see the daddy long legs and I just look at them and go, oh, it's just a daddy long leg. I don't know. Is that, do they qualify as like a spooky, freaky spider to you guys, or is it not? Uh, for me, it doesn't seem to be. Um, and uh, yeah, hold on, let's see. Texting Mrs. Strange. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There we go. But yeah, so daddy longlings in particular, they don't, they don't seem to bother me. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like I'm not like scared of spiders, but it's one of those things, right? Like you see a big nasty one, uh, that has like the big body and the short legs kind of next to you on the wall. Like you, you, you jump, right? You're like, ah, what the hell? So, so, uh, I don't know. Uh, the daddy long legs in particular, like they, they don't, they don't bother me. I don't know. I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe, maybe the legs, uh, long legs, are a good thing. I have no idea. Maybe we've, uh, maybe we've evolved to that. Maybe I just am stupid. That could be it. <laughs> that could very well be it. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's see. All right, let's see. Let's see. There we go. All right. All right. Text message is sent. Let's see. Um, da, da, da. Let's see. Okay. All right. So uh, let's see. There we go. All right. All right. There we go. All right. So, okay. So uh, the researchers isolated two genes involved with leg development. Under a microscope, they were able to see the two genes were activated in the legs while the harvestman was still an embryo. Next, using RNA interface, uh-oh, they were able to block the activation of the two genes in several samples. The harvesters grew up with short legs, and the short legs became pedipalps. What the hell is that? Limbs typically used for handling food. That's weird. The researchers also identified and disabled another gene linked to leg development, which led to harvesters with short legs that did not become pedipalps who did lose their tarsomeres, joints that allow a harvester's legs to wrap around objects. They suggest this work could lead to a better understanding of the development of prehensile legs and a wide range of harvesters. The researchers also suggested that as more of the genes involved in leg development in P. opilio and other long-legged species are discovered and studied, it becomes more likely that the explanation for the develop development of their long legs will be found. Uh, I'm not, uh, I mean, you know, does it surprise you? It doesn't surprise me they've got long legs. I mean, you know, if I've got the choice between short legs and long legs, well, I'm going to go for the long legs, right? Uh, you could jump over things better, right? Like and step over, you know, bigger piles of dog poo, things like this, right? I mean, that's good. That's a good thing. So, you know, longer legs, better than shorter legs. You know, as long as they're not too long, they're, they're, they're you know, frail. That becomes an issue. So I don't know uh, what's going on with this. And, uh, you know, genetically altering uh, the, the actual body parts of, well, insects, spiders. <laughs> you guys into this? You guys into that? Come on. I know you guys are into this. I know you guys like spiders. Quit acting like you don't like spiders. But uh, let's see. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. I see the, uh, there you go. Daddy long legs. We should put up a poll on daddy long legs. All right, here we go. This is another great one. This is, uh, the, the world is not a conspiracy, right? It's definitely not a conspiracy. But uh, this, is, this is from Yahoo News, and yep, that's right. Warden at jail holding Ghislaine Maxwell charged with murder. Mm, that's weird. That's weird. I saw this headline. I was like, I knew it. They got her. Oh, crap. No, no. This, they didn't. The murder wasn't Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, but yeah, check this out. This is crazy, right? The associate warden at a federal jail in New York City where singer R. Kelly and Jeffrey Epstein associate Ghislaine Maxwell are being held was arrested and charged Monday in connection to the shooting death of her husband. Antonia Ashford, 44, of Jackson, New Jersey, who works at the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn, was charged with murder and unlawful possession of a weapon after police found her husband dead in their home, according to local prosecutors. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Officers with the Jackson Township Police Department responded to the residence after a call that a man had been shot, the Ocean County Pro Prosecutor's Office said in the news release. 
The victim, 47-year-old Roderick Ashford, was found unresponsive with a gunshot wound to the face. Ouch. Double ouch. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Triple ouch. This That sucks. And keep in mind, this is the, right, this is not really news news because people do dumb stuff all the time, but this was a warden at the jail holding Ghislaine Maxwell is now charged with murder. And yeah, what the hell, right? What the hell? All right, let's see. All right, so uh, so uh, you know this is this is the type of stuff that makes you go, oh, I see. So they they put people like maybe you know predisposed to violence uh, over you know in, in in spots like this. Like who knows what's going on with this? I mean, really? Like who who out there is like, oh, oops, you know. I killed somebody, you know, that doesn't happen, does it? Yeah, of course not. So anyway, uh, yeah, this is uh, Antonio Ashford is being held at the Ocean County Jail pending a detention hearing, prosecutor said. Jail records did not immediately indicate a hearing date and no bail has been set. Roderick Ashford also... Excuse me. Worked for the. Uh, we'll see. What is that? Worked for the Federal Bureau of Prisons, serving as a drug treatment specialist at the Federal Correction Institution Fort Dix in New Jersey, according to Insider. The Washington Examiner contacted the Metropolitan Detention Center for comments, and of course, well, at this point, no comments. But yeah, yeah, the warden at the jail holding Ghislaine Maxwell charged with murder. Weird, right? <laughs> weird uh so this is the uh this is the the weirdness that uh this is a conspiracy right this is again so now uh, just like before right remember when epstein killed himself remember that killed himself how uh the the cameras were magically turned off how the the people the the guards that were there that night had actually fallen asleep they had both taken naps right uh and uh epstein ended up dead Right. So this is the type of stuff that's like, really, like th- this is a corrections officer, right? Like a warden. So, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. People are people and people make mistakes, but I don't think a mistake is picking up a gun and shooting somebody in the face. That's probably not a mistake. So you catch my point here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with this, but it did make my spider senses tingle when I was like, wait a minute. Really? Like these are the folks watching after the folks that are not supposed to suicide themselves. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not the way the world should work. Uh, but okay, this is the world we live in. If you want to be part of the show, we just still have time for you, 702-957-1037. And we will uh, continue talking about the news, troubleminds.org, and uh, that's what's going on. Yeah, this is not good. This stuff's not good, right? Like, uh, yeah, murderous people watching over people that shouldn't suicide themselves. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Okay, all right, let's go. Let's continue. Now, this one is... From SciTech Daily. All right. Experts warn that minor volcanic eruptions could cascade into global catastrophe. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Is this the ultimate global warming right here? It sure seems like it. It sure as hell seems like it. Currently, much of the thinking around risks posed by volcanoes follows a simple equation. The bigger the likely eruption, the worse it will be for society and human welfare. However, a team of experts now argues that too much focus is on the risks of massive yet rare volcanic explosions, while far too little attention is paid to the potential domino effects of moderate eruptions in key parts of the planet. Researchers led by the University of Cambridge Center for the Study of Existential Risk. That, check that out. You guys want to work in that place? The, the Center for the Study of Existential Risk, the CSER. Uh, yeah, sweet, right? Have identified seven pinch points where clusters of relatively small but active volcanoes sit alongside vital infrastructure that, if paralyzed, could have catastrophic global consequences. These regions include volcano groups in Taiwan, North Africa, the North Atlantic, and the Northwestern United States. The report is published today, August 6th, in the journal Nature Communications. Yeah, right? Right? That's cool. Uh, these regions, uh, we just read that, even, quote, even a minor eruption in one of these areas we identify could erupt enough ash or generate large enough tremors to disrupt networks that are central to global supply chains and financial systems, said Dr. Dr. Laura Manny from CSER. Again, CSER is the Center for the Study of Existential Risk. 
Hell yeah. I want to work there. I totally want to work there. I'm be like, what about the Galactic Federation? And they're going to be like, go have some lunch, Mike. Come back in a couple hours. <laughs> All right. All right. Speaking of the Galactic Federation, did you guys see this stuff? Did you guys see that? Uh, uh, okay. So let me, uh, let me digress here for a sec because this is, this is kind of a fun conversation. Let me, uh, let me pull that up. Hold on one sec. Watch this. So not too long ago, we had on the on we we featured on the show for Troubled Minds a uh, uh, a a an individual that said that they uh, had had a meeting with extraterrestrials, right? An actual meeting with extraterrestrials. And that individual, let me digress here for just a sec because uh, we need to talk about this because this is uh, speaking of um, yeah uh, the crazy stuff. This is that the individual's Twitter account on the Jolly, right? I said it. I said it all wrong that one time, but A N J A L I. So uh, now this individual has said that she has been in contact with extraterrestrials, right? Remember that whole story? It started with like the poltergeist experience of an extraterrestrial in a hospital, right? Remember that? And then if, if, if you don't remember that, there's a whole show we did on this entire thing. And she said that she was eventually brought to an alien base here on Earth in the Mojave Desert. Well, I live in the Mojave Desert, by the way. <laughs> That's where Las Vegas is. And yeah, so it's somewhere in Southern California, somewhere between here and LA-ish is where this base is supposedly this alien base all right and so the galactic federation she says there's seven groups of aliens and three of them are still with us they're still on our side but four groups have actually changed their mind about us and they're coming to do something about it right meaning that uh, humans are a lost cause i guess wink wink so in any case she has put together, Anjali has put together a press conference. Now, check this out. This gets crazy. She's put together a press conference, and the date's right here on her Twitter, August 17th, 2021, 10 a.m. Eastern at the Lincoln Memorial, Washington, D.C., the lower steps. All right? And it's right there, right there on her Twitter. She's actually having a press conference to give us the information that is being sent to her from the alien the alien the three alien races right so there's three that still like us that were there in the base there's four alien races supposedly that hate us and they they're trying to do us in so there's a galactic war afoot and um yeah so we're on the losing side at this point well i don't know if they're stronger or what but there's three against four that's outnumbered right so in any case this is what's happening here now is this again some like a larping um you know marketing project or is this chick being legitimate like she seems to like back up everything she says and she hasn't backed off once of uh you know oh just kidding i got gotcha. you no no she's been deadly serious about this and so not only is she having this press conference on this particular day right here like i said follow that twitter account if you guys are uh, are into twitter at all and uh we'll we'll cover this clearly as it happens august 17 2021 george knapp has uh, tweeted her directly and said oh i live in the mojave desert because he's here in vegas also uh, i'd like to tag along <laughs> so we'll see what happens oh tag along to what you may ask yeah so after the press conference she says that she's put together a group of professional camera people and they have been given the green light through this telepathic communication with the aliens that she has that they're going to go to this alien base and get this on film all right this is what's supposed to be going on here i'm not kidding you it's right there details of upcoming press conference now now tell me this now tell me this after hearing this particular bit do you guys really think that tom DeLong and that stuff is disclosure like if this is what I always said, right? If you can summon the UFOs, summon one of those MFers right in front of a CNN camera, right? Let's do this. Let's make that sucker land right there in Times Square. And guess what? You will change a lot of hearts and minds. I give you that. So, you know, don't don't tell me you can summon UFOs if we ain't going to be summoning UFOs. You see what I'm saying? Not like that. Oh, there it went. Oh, it's gone. No, 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 no. That's not disclosure. Disclosure is they land, they get out, we have lunch. Now that is disclosure. So, just saying. 
But so they're going to take a camera crew to the supposed alien base, and uh, that's what's going on here. So so uh, we're going to uh, to continue following this, and we will be all over this press conference when it happens. Hopefully, there'll be some sort of uh, maybe YouTube live stream or some sort of some sort of coverage. Uh, we'll see. I can't imagine the United States military is going to be happy about this. So let's see how this shakes out. Remember, this individual said that she was actually part of a uh, inte- like a, the intelligence community for a long time, and she's now. Retired, and uh, she has uh, receipts to prove that she is who she says she is. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with this. But uh, it is notable that, well, you know, if you want to be part of the what is that? What was it called? The yeah, that's right. The uh, the Center for the Study of Existential Risk. Let's bring it back to that. Well, maybe I can talk about the Galactic Federation <laughs> of Worlds. All right. Anyway, let's continue, shall we? We got time for you. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037, troubleminds.org. All right, check this out. This is crazy. Yeah, exactly, right? Matt says, live from an underground base, Troubled Minds goes on location. We have a, an interview with, uh, how do you say your name again, sir? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, CNN reports this. A perfectly preserved cave lion cub found frozen in Siberia is 28,000 years old. Even its whiskers are intact. Now, this is incredible, right? And uh, this is one of those weirdness. This is, uh, yeah, uh, th- these pictures are incredible if you guys have haven't seen this uh, a 28,000 year old lion cub a lion cub frozen in Siberia when 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 were lions in Siberia what the hell is this this is crazy uh, the cub's golden fur is matted with mud but otherwise undamaged her teeth skin soft tissue and organs are mummified but still intact some 28,000 years since she last closed her eyes her claws are still sharp enough to prick the finger of one of the scientists who are studying this remarkable and unprecedented permafrost preserved specimen uh, the Siberian Simba, nicknamed Sparta, was one of two baby cave lions, extinct big cats that used to roam uh, widely across the northern hemisphere, found in 2017 and 2018 by mammoth tusk hunters on the banks of the, oh boy, the Semyukla River in Russia's far east. Let's get some help from Microsoft Mike. How do you uh, pronounce that big Russian word? Found in 2017 and 2018 by mammoth tusk hunters on the banks of the Semiuliak River in Russia's Far East. Semiuliak. Yeah, you see? You see why I failed? Because that's hard. All right. Anyway, let's go. Uh, the Semiuliak River in Russia's Far East. Initially, it was thought the two cubs were siblings as they were found just 15 meters apart, but a new study found that they differ in age by around 15,000 years. Boris, as the second cub is known, is 43,448 years old, according to radiocarbon dating. Quote, Sparta is probably the best preserved ice-aged animal ever found and is more or less undamaged apart from the fur being a bit ruffled. She even had the whiskers preserved. Boris is a bit more damaged, but still pretty good. And here you go. I'm going to make this full screen so you guys can see. That right there, 28,000-year-old lion cub. That's incredible. Holy smokes. That's one of those, like, wow, wow. Uh, Yeah, so um, amazing, amazing, amazing finds all over. And this is what I this is what I always say about uh, archaeology and anthropology is that we're we're literally working with one tenth of one percent of all the data. So clearly, if we're wrong, it's because well, we need to find more stuff to really put the pieces together of what really went down. But um, you know, so humans kind of human, and that's how we do, right? We're we're so sure of it until we're not so sure of it. But anyway, so uh, interesting, and I thought this was uh, fascinating. They got some more pictures of this. Where else is it? Uh, yeah, no, no, not there. Not kitties in the ice cream cones. Okay. So anyway, uh, if you want to check this out, do look up this uh, this this uh, this thing here, and you'll find more photographs. But it's it's impressive. It's impressive how uh, how preserved this this actual lion cub actually is. It's like wow, WTF. Good stuff, if you ask me. All right, let's do this. Let's finish this one, and let's get the hell out of here. Uh, this is from. New York Times. And there we go. Uh, Baltimore Symphony fires a flutist who shared COVID conspiracy theories. Oh, oh. You're sharing the conspiracy theories now, are you? The musician Emily Scala, who shared misinformation on social media, has vowed to challenge her dismissal. Yeah, there you go. So let me ask you this, guys. Let me ask you this. You play a flute, right? Flutist. Baltimore Symphony flutist. All right? Now, 
Does your social media have anything to do with your ability to play the flute? I just want to know. Asking for a friend. Does that make any sense at all to you? Get out of here, people. The Baltimore Symphony Orchestra said on Thursday that it had fired a musician who provoked controversy earlier this year when she shared COVID-19 conspiracy theories and other misinformation on social media. How dare she be wrong? And not only that, what did she share? I want to see, because maybe, right, maybe she wasn't wrong at all. And maybe they just don't like the things that, that, are, that have to be said. The musician, Emily Scala, age 59, the orchestra's principal flutist for more than three decades, more than three decades, guys, shared post-casting doubt on the efficacy of vaccines and masks. Oh, you mean like 75% of that out- outbreak in Boston were actually from vaccinated people? Hmm. Weird. That was reported. How come they didn't ban the Washington Post? Just asking. Her post drew direct criticism from musicians, audience members, and donors in Baltimore and beyond. The orchestra said it was dismissing Scala because she held rep- uh, she had repeatedly violated its policies, though it did not offer details except to say that the problems went beyond social media posts. Scala said in an interview that the orchestra's leaders had also accused her of breaching safety protocols by not submitting to coronavirus tests before visiting the Baltimore. Baltimore Symphony's offices in the spring. There it is. So not only, right, is she guilty of uh, posting, quote, disinformation and conspiracy theories, wink, wink, uh, now she's dangerous because she didn't get tested before coming into the office, you see. Uh, Yeah, she's dangerous. You see? You see how this works? She's a terrorist. Quote, unfortunately, she has repeated the conduct for which she had been previously disciplined, and dismissal was the necessary and appropriate reaction to this behavior. Peter Kajomi, the orchestra's orchestra's president and chief executive, said in a statement. The Baltimore Sun reported earlier on the orchestra's decision to fire Scala. The dispute is unfolding amid a heated debate over the rights of individuals as local governments and businesses work to bring the pandemic under control by imposing mask mandates and requiring vaccines. There are also widespread concerns about the rapid spread of anti-vaccine messaging on social media platforms. Yeah, well, now you know. Now you know what not to do. Because, well, if you, you put some information out there that goes against the prevailing narrative, I tell you what, you're a terrorist and you might get fired. And that's the way the world works. And uh, yeah, right. So again, you could ask, even doctors are saying similar things to what, you know, doctors are being removed from platforms from Facebook and from Twitter and things like this, because they're, you know, their professional opinion as a doctor is still not good enough because it, it does not match the prevailing narrative, which by the way, if you look at the Fauci stuff, that fool has flip flopped like every other week since like March of 2020. Right. That dude has been like, do this. No, do that. Do the other thing. No, this. No, the other thing. Literally, he he has changed his mind an unbelievable amount of times. The messaging has been grotesquely inconsistent. So and it changes so quickly. How the hell are you even supposed to know what today is? Right. What today is supposed to be? Because if you look yesterday, right, like there's there's probably articles that came out yesterday that contradict what the prevailing narrative is today. So things happen so quickly as they change, as they change, that how are we even supposed to know at any given point what what is supposed to be anymore? Like I said, it almost seems like they're trying to confuse the shit out of us. That's what it seems like to me. It's like, all right, well, let's just throw a bunch of stuff out there and then, you know, let's see what, let's see what, let's use this as a social experiment. No, this is not okay. This stuff is not okay, right? Like you don't get to just throw information out. And again, it's not just the government, it's the media. They're all they're all involved in this and they're all let's say full of crap. Only because it's simple, right? It's it should be simple. It should be simple. Like all right, we have this is what we think is the best thing to move forward with and this is what we're going to do. And we're going to explain why we're doing it, right? That's and then have like one task force within the Washington Post and the New York Times or whatever, very much like they had the task force there at, at, uh, with the White House uh, that, that everything runs through. And then you have the messaging pretty much the same, right? And if anything changes, then everybody screams it loud and clear. Well, maybe not. I don't know. It, like, it's, it just seems stupid, doesn't it? It seems stupid. It seems stupid. Anyway, so uh, yeah, what's up, guys? Let's see. Um, 
Let's see. What's up? See you guys there. Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello. All right, so we're, we're done. We're going to say thank you to the folks that have uh, supported the show. Thank you for listening and hanging out with us. It is Happy Friday, and uh, we have taken the week off, but we're back. We'll be back on Monday, I believe. Uh, I think uh, Night Stalker can chime in. Maybe maybe the Night Stalker will be on the show on Monday. So we'll, uh, we do have some changes coming to the show, so I'll let you know about that. It looks like uh, Ash the Reptilian, unfortunately, has bowed out. Um, he's just too busy, as you guys have seen he's kind of been having a hard time making the shows recently he's just got too many things going on so he'll still be around doing his thing talking about uh, alien stuff and still has his youtube channel and do a stream once in a while but he's had a very hard time uh just kind of uh, peeling off time for this because he's he's a busy busy too many too many uh, human insurrections happening on mars so he's got to put him down and uh, we respect that but uh yeah uh james you let me know let me know man let's let's do it this week let's do it next week you tell me when you want to come on we'll talk ghosts uh, let's see what else do we got uh, Quint67 wants to know when will the unvaccinated soon be banned from buying and selling asking for a friend exactly yeah I don't know that's a good question uh, I think uh, I think what's happening in New York State is or is it New York City they're making making it so you can't eat in a restaurant you're gonna have to have a vaccine passport to even go out in public now so yeah uh, if they don't see what the problem with that is especially when we have a vaccine that literally has not been approved by the FDA yet We've got a serious problem here. We've got a serious problem with these people. So, uh, let's see. Uh, whenever, no, my schedule is wide open. Okay, uh, I'll get I'll get with you on Discord, James, and uh, we'll set that up. So, yeah, there we go. Um, I don't know what's happening with the rest of the world, but I can tell you that uh, there will be more troubled minds next week, God willing, and we'll be talking about all kinds of crazy stuff like we always do. So, thank you again for all your support. Thanks to everybody for showing up in the chat. Thank you for missing me this week. Like I said, I just been taking lots of naps and uh, not really worrying about things because like i said it's a lot of stress uh you guys know what it's like when you have like the clock ticking and you're like you know you're doing stuff around the house you got you got finished with your work you were doing and then you you know and then you look look at the clock and you're like shit it's 5 30 i've got a show at seven stuff like that right it's like it just it's like just another thing on your neck that you're like damn i have to be there for this you know so it just uh it's not that it's not fun it just it gets exhausting when you haven't had a break in six months so that's all i took the week off and uh we uh we have the ability to uh roll our own replays now so uh, we don't have to be stuck to the clock as it were and uh, if I need a day off here there I can take in the future and uh, hopefully stay fresh as a result so there we go there we go uh, fresh yeah fresh is that the right word it doesn't seem like the right word <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, there you go let's see uh, yeah, asking for a friend to every question you ask ever yeah kind of right kind of I think that's where we're at in this day and age but okay all right so that's the deal and uh, let's finish this up so like I said uh, more troubled minds coming next week like i said uh, we'll have ash will probably pop in from time to time we just won't have him on uh, dedicated wednesdays anymore uh so uh, go uh, go show him some love at his channel ash the reptilian from mars it's still linked at the bottom of our youtube channel check that out and um yeah yeah there we go all right so let's uh, let's continue let's continue by finishing up uh, all right so i used to have a, a star wars crawl that uh, i would play and, and as a part of the outro but i can no longer because uh the the software i used that was spitting out the star wars crawl is now uh, there's too many people too many people supporting the show to fit in the same crawl so they get cut off but all right here we go let's do this let's uh let's read the thank yous and uh this is where i get to play my best politician and uh say thank you thank you to the folks that have supported the show twitch subs we got aj dare alien nichan bailey gibby 2188 8 dark devious 40s am ident what's up johnson J up What's up, Cousin White? We got Jay from New York. We got Large Marge. We got Noble Kalel, not the Golf Channel. Quint67. What's up, Robert? Rohan, Stinky Carnival, Super Vike One, and Satan Claus. Supporters on Patreon: Alien Nichan, Axel Steel, Cole, Dark Devious, Dwayne Dibley, Hell Twenty One, Jay Up, Johnson, Matt Sal, Penny, and James. James, what's up, James? Thank you for adding yourself to the list. Thanks, guys, for uh, for uh, being part of this show today, hanging out, and uh, all the thoughtful, great chat. As always, you guys are the best. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Kiss the babies. Move on with the weekend. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll be back on Monday with Troubled Minds at 7 p.m. Check out the podcast feed this weekend. There's an exclusive show going up on, that's right, only the podcast feed. It's not going to be a live stream. It will be direct to podcast. Check it out. 
Check it out. If you're part of the Patreon, you've already seen some teasers of what's coming. It's going to drop this weekend. So check that out if you guys aren't into the podcast. If you uh, if you are or if you aren't, go check it out. Troubledminds.org. All the information is there. Thanks again. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you guys on Monday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details